Ho, ho, ho. Hello there. Uh, so pleased you could join us at home with the Williamses. They won't even notice we're here. You know you've got balsamic vinegar on your face. Uh, would it be a shock to you if I didn't have balsamic vinegar on my face? Can you picture the happy couple getting all festive on the sofa? I just thought I would flag it now so that before we start this, I mean, it's kind of like a little goatee, like the Laughing Cavalier. Let me tell you, the Christmas spirit is alive and well with this family. I mean, I read something about you wanting to fight Liam Gallagher. I don't know what's happening out there when you're talking. I said the spirit's alive! The festive season of giving and joy to all men and even women. Liam Gallagher. Even Liam Gallagher deserves some festive love. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, if you need me to smack anybody, I'm not gonna. Thank you. That is exactly the kind of Christmas cheer I am looking for this season. And now, the Williamses can be loose with the bad language. It is not big or clever, but they like to swear. And what can I say? It's disappointing. So if you have little ones listening, please be warned. Have you subscribed? Good, then I shall begin. Twas a build-up to Christmas, and in the Williams's pad, the season of goodwills stirring the laddest of lads, cuddled up on the sofa, safe, warm and tight, dreaming about that first Christmas fight. What do I have with absolutely every meal? Vinegar, which is an improvement, because when I met you, it was um, salad, salad cream, cream, which I thought was kind of foul. I was half man, half salad cream. You were. You put on everything, including fruit. And weight. So I've been doing interviews, like long lead interviews for the album. Yeah. And I'm what being asked saying? all sorts of I, questions. I mean, I read something about you wanting to fight Liam Gallagher. I don't know what's happening out there when you're talking. You, you're dead against me doing that, aren't you? I think it's embarrassing. Really? You fighting? You, you, you're 45, man. You're going to go in a ring and smack each other. Yeah. That's just lame. Okay. Here. First of all, not, neither one of you at your top peak form. You're not in your 20s. What? Whoa, I hate whoa, to break whoa, it to you. Whoa, whoa. You're both peppered. You're both peppered at this point. Whoa. Your back's going to go out. Your knees are going to buckle. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. It's the facts, man. I'm going to have to bring you back from the dead after this. I don't understand it. Basically, I'm going to smash. I'm going to like knock the hate out so you feel no need to the point where you might even send Liam Gallagher a Christmas card. That's where we're gonna get to. We're gonna melt the frost off that snowman and melt him into some Christmas joy. Which leads us yeah. merrily. Merrily, merrily on our way. The, fe the festive season of giving and joy to all men, and even women. Liam Gallagher. Even Liam Gallagher deserves some festive love. Yeah, thank Maybe God, less. thank God we've, we've steered this tanker around yeah. to where we should be, which is what we're talking about. Do you know about. what? It can be lumps of coal and a gift. It can be a passive aggressive gift. It's a step forward. Okay. Well, if you need me to smack anybody, I'm not gonna. Thank you. That is exactly the kind of Christmas cheer I am looking for this season. Okay. This is what I'm getting to, Okay. right? You've created magic Christmas, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get on to talking about in mm -hmm. a little bit, because that is why we're here. Yeah, okay. Um, and I'm glad you have because you. you are the embodiment of Christmas. You're a professional memory maker. No. And uh, I, I'm, I'm now the spirit of Christmas too because of you. I like that you call me a professional memory maker. That makes me feel very nice. I was speaking to somebody in an interview the other day and, that, and I told them that you were a professional memory maker and they actually thought that was your job. Oh, they thought like, 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 
like a like a cobbler or something. Yes. That was my real job. Then I have a professional yeah, yeah. memory. My wife Ida, she is a professional memory maker. Like it's and on my it's on my card that I hand out to people yes. at parties. Yeah. But, but I kind of like that. You have so many uh strings to your bow, you could be so many different things. Hmm. You care so much about minute details. And because you care so much about those minute details, they create memories for us that are indelible and will just echo throughout time. Aww. You know, just those echoes will remain when we're not on the planet of the, the things that you created. Aww. It's very, very special. And Thank you could you. have an interest in sideline in creating memories if you could be asked, but I don't think you could be asked. No, I think I'm, I'm asked for our family. You know, it just does. Can you say asked instead of asked? My people don't say arsed. Your people don't say asked. Well, I'm trying to find a happy medium. Okay. Ass, ass, one's a bottom and one's a donkey. Well, boys and girls, as we've just heard, Christmas can bring people together. And everything changed when Ida met Robbie. My dear friends, there's a sad tale ahead. Robbie, internationally famous, Nina, not including North America, was living all alone, rather aptly, as it turned out, in the City of Angels. Yet he did not know how to do Christmas until the arrival of his fairy godmother, Lady Wife. Enter Ida. So let's talk about the first Christmas when let's just say, for argument's sake, yeah. Ida got her feet underneath the Christmas table <laughs> <laughs> and went, I am in and I'm going from gear one to gear five. Oh, look, I've gone into reverse. Oh, I'll go out of reverse a bit. Is there any more gears? No, there isn't any more gears. So my Christmas before I met you mm -hmm. uh, was a very, very simple we affair. We sad. It was. It was sad. It was what it needed to be, which was... Functional. But that's awful. That's a horrible description for Christmas as functional. So what, uh, okay. Who has a, a functional Christmas is a sad Christmas. Let me, let me put it to you. And that was your word trying to make it sound good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a 30 year old. 32. Uh, yeah, but let's just say, let's go back two we'll years before it. that. Okay, we'll backtrack it. I'm a 30 year old, mm -hmm. international pop star. Well, apart America's a bit Amer of a... Yeah. Apart from North America, okay. we, well, that's a given. Okay. And I um, am pillaging. Shagging. Yes. Yeah. What do, what do I need more than a Christmas tree? Joy in your heart. Yeah, but what? You need, you need the joy of Christmas. The, the Christmas, do you know, Christmas do you, doesn't just happen with a tree put up. Do you know... You don't just like throw... When I met you, this was Christmas. A tree that someone else decorated in the foyer next to the staircase. That was it. Uh -huh. And you opened presents on a slab of stone on the staircase. There was actually no place to sit. It was on the stone floor or on the staircase, huddled, like sporadic. And, and that, was, that was it. There was no, there wasn't even like Christmas songs played. There was nothing. It was stone floor, staircase. Apocalypse Now on in the background. Yeah. Anarchy in the UK. There was no, the there was system. no like ornaments put up on the tree or yeah but here's but you here's no a, no cakes and cookies you know here's the thing um before i met you i looked at the vision in brown which was my house it was all brown and Just shades of brown and you I, know when someone has i i when i speak you've got well you've got to let me set the scene 
Yeah, but your house was one big brown explosion. It was like the poo emoji in furniture. Yeah, you hadn't picked out anything. It, it was like my interior designer went. Uh, I know the mood board. It's dirty protest. <laughs> dirty protest. <laughs> and you hadn't picked out anything. So it was no reflection of your personality, which okay. meant it had let, no personality. Let me jump in. Okay. So I thought to myself, yes, this is shit. Um, <laughs> I, one day when I find her, mm -hmm. she will come in and make this better. Did you think that? Yeah, I really you did. did. So yeah. you thought this is just a holding pattern? I thought this is a holding pattern. And when I find her, she will make this incredible. I didn't know it was going to cost so much. <laughs> so <laughs> it goes from the vision, the dirty protest house mm -hmm. with a stick, a broomstick in the corner with some tinsel on it. Yeah. To you arriving. Mm -hmm. Let me paint the picture. We lived on a gated community mm -hmm. in the hills of Beverly Shire, mm -hmm. 90210. Mm -hmm. And uh, all around were little kitty cutter houses, mm -hmm. just like ours. Mm -hmm. Who was the most illuminated when <laughs> you arrived? It was. <laughs> well, I think we were in the top three. I wouldn't say we were number one. Let me just say, we had nothing on our house. All the houses in our neighborhood were glitzed out, blitzed out, and we looked like Scrooge was living there, just dark at night. What's that hotel in Vegas with the fountains? The Bellagio. We went from Tiny Tim's house <laughs> to the fucking Bellagio overnight. We were the most illuminated. We were the most illuminated, but we were top three. No, and we no. felt good about that. You felt good about that. We were we were number you two. You enjoyed it. We you were definitely it. number two, fighting for number one. <laughs> but out of eight, look, this this estate that we lived on, the gated yeah. community, there were people of certain means. They can afford stuff. Yeah. Out of all of them, <laughs> these very rich film industry types. Listen, Brian Wilson had quite the display, not only for Christmas but Halloween and Easter. He was lit up. Lit up. We like, still we still beat him. I don't think we beat him. I don't think we, we beat Brian Wilson. Beat Brian Wilson. We did not beat Brian and we Wilson. We nailed Slash. We nailed Slash, but not on Halloween. But not on Halloween. He kicked our ass on Halloween. He kicked our asses on Halloween. Smoked us. Now we went. I went from having this broomstick with tinsel on it mm -hmm. to having three trees. <laughs> three. Getting very northern right now. Three trees in the house. One in the bedroom, one in the foyer, one in the living room, three. And then... Well, no, but they weren't all big. They were two small ones and one big one. And by the way, I was just talking to <laughs> Esther. I was just talking to Esther, you know, our friend Esther from Birmingham. Yeah. She has three trees. She overspends two. Okay. <laughs> it's all that we talk about when we get together with Carl. <laughs> what she spent this week. <laughs> That's why you get on so well. <laughs> Right. So then Go we on. had nodding reindeer in the garden with these illuminated <laughs> Christmas presents that descended from massive to fucking tiny. <laughs> well, presents come in different sizes, Rob. And then you illuminated every tree in the garden and then <laughs> you illuminated every space on the 12,000 square foot house outside that you could. Even... <laughs> The side round the house where no one can see. And so, but by we, the way, and then we had nodding Santas. We did have one, we had one nodding Santa. And then you kicked her up a ratch if that was not enough. What's coming next? You went to the German Christmas market. 
Well, I'd never been to a German Christmas market before. I've never been to a whorehouse in Morocco. Well, I'm not sure that's true. In Morocco. <laughs> in Morocco. Yeah. Well, first of all, by the way, the lady doth protest because this one went and go, oh my God, I love Christmas. Oh my God, our house looks amazing. Oh my God. So he's making it sound like he's stinky face right now, but he was very excited to be in the running of the Christmas show on the gate of his day. And you loved it. And you kept saying, oh baby, you've made it so beautiful. Oh, it's so magical. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, your complaints right now. Take it either which way you want, but I grew up in a household at my nan's where she'd have to put 50p in the electric meter to keep things going. 50 pence in a meter. Can you believe that? Right? Under the stairs, you'd open up. We need to put money in the meter to keep the fire going. Right? Well, that's so Christmassy when, in a different way. So when you illuminated <laughs> our house that could be seen... From the space station, all I could think about was this meter ticket. <laughs> Bearing in mind, two different worlds that we come from, mm. right? My nan's house, where I spent most of my childhood, didn't have an indoor toilet until 1985. Which explains some of your hygiene, if I'm being honest. Okay. Ida, on the other hand, <laughs> comes from Beverly Hills, where she's never had to share... A toilet or a shower or a bath because she's always had one in a fucking bedroom. <laughs> um, well, obviously, there's two worlds colliding here. Yeah. But look how they've collided. But look how they've collided and it's made your world better. So let's come on this merry trail. Baby, I absolutely love it. See, when two worlds collide, magic can happen. I love it too. For many of us, Christmas isn't Christmas until the arrival of the extended family. But for Robbie and Ida, it's Christmas every day with Robbie's mother-in-law, Nana Gwen, living with them all the year round. Ladies and gentlemen, arriving... On her very own sleigh. Can we just... Can I just... Should we give her her full name, Gwen Maxine Field? Simsy. Simsy, also known by the local elves as Simsy. Now, we love... We love... I love my mother-in-law. We love Nana Gwen. This is my mother-in-law. Hello. Hello, hello. I have totally and utterly looked out oh, with you my mother-in-law. Gwen's the coolest mother-in-law and mother in the whole world. and She uh, just adds a lovely shade of whatever Gwen-like colour that is to my life. And I dig it. I'm on board. I'm totally in. Yeah. I love that my family loves each other. And, you know, we get sad when Gwen goes away. You know, she's got a boyfriend now, so she's a big go-off. And we actually miss Gwen. We want Gwen here because Gwen's just special. And she's she's easy and she's in with the laugh. And, you know, there's no funny edges or, you know, out of, out of area places to go in conversation. You can just be yourself with Gwen and she's totally herself and she comes from a kind place. And I love you so much, Mommy. Aww. I love you too, Gwen. Aww, yeah. Bitter patter. So can you uh, name me your favorite Christmas, Gwen? My favorite Christmas? I think it's got to be one of these last 10 that we've had together. Because I'm in your life? Yeah, because you're in our lives, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly right. I guess the first three years she wasn't interested because we've been together for 13 years. But it's the last Yeah, time. she only had her feet under the table after the first three years. Uh, yeah, she was invited. 
She was invited, but not welcome the first time. What's your favorite thing about Christmas, yeah, Gwen? Yeah, I mean, name your first. What about these last 10 Christmases? I mean, well, you know, I actually, I mean, my birthday is the same week as Christmas. And I. Every year. Yeah, <laughs> and different day, but always, yep. I do year. always feel sorry for people who are born, like, on Christmas. I mean, besides Jesus. You know, all the people that are born right around Christmas, right before Christmas. Because I feel like you don't because we spoil you. But a lot of people just get one gift for Christmas and their birthday. I know. It sucks. Right? Yeah. But but where I was going with this is, as you said, you're half Jewish. Well, I'm 100% Jewish. Mm-hmm. and But we always had a Christmas tree. For me, the Christmas season always began with the decoration decorating of the tree, which was usually a birthday party for me. Oh, so they so. did the two-in-one for you. Yeah, they did do the two-in-one for me. So when is your birthday? What, what date is it? The 19th. It's six days before Christmas, and your father's birthday is the day after Christmas on Boxing yeah. Day. So. Do you know that Gwen's turning 70 this year? So Somebody has okay, to do it. Okay, so you only had a tree for six days? Yeah. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. Seems like a waste of a tree. Were your trees, when you are growing up, were they... Um, were they natural trees or yes, were they plastic they were, trees? No, they were natural trees. We had so no you'd trees. get your tree in six days before and then decorate it? Well, we might get it ten days before, but the decoration would happen. Was it a decorating mm-hmm. party or was yeah, it? Yeah, it would be a decorating party with, with other people. String, with, popcorn on. Have you always loved Christmas, Gwen? Yes, uh, because it was right around my birthday, so it was always a big celebration. I've always loved Christmas. Do you know what I just remembered, Mom? When, we, when I was growing up, something really special that we did was Charlton Heston would have Christmas decorating. Oh, has not name drop? Well, I'm just, uh, listen, I'm no, talking, you people, had your meter under the staircase. I have this, my own memories. Most of people listening to this podcast don't even know who Charlton Heston was. So it's not even a name reality. drop. But we used to go over to their house every Christmas year. Eve. Christmas Eve. Listen, don't be jealous. Don't hate. Just Christmas eat your balsamic vinegar and mm-hmm. be quiet. But we used to go, and that was something as a kid I always look forward to. You know, yeah. I feel like Lydia, maybe that's part of where I got it too, was... Lydia Heston was a, and the Hestons in general were memory makers on Christmas because you'd go over there and they'd have a whole table laid out of decorations. They'd have a massive tree. From Michigan, from the forest. From the forest, which is where they were from. And it was this huge tree in this very cool house and, and it would be the same people every year and you'd take an ornament and you'd put it on the tree. Everyone had to put an ornament on the tree and there'd be carolers and food and you know, and, and and all sorts of kind of merriment. And then and then Lydia would, would have organized a gift for every family, every person that attended the party. And you'd, you'd we'd go home with a gift. You'd go home with a gift. So what, like, do you remember the gift? Well, it was different every year. You'd get, but it was individual to the person. Like I got something different from my mother. Yeah, but well, I'm asking you, what did you get? Well, I got something from Fred Heyman of Beverly Hills once. I'd get sometimes jewelry. Really? Oh, no, mm. they were like nice gifts. So I, they didn't like cheapskate? No, it? it wasn't like a, a dog toy or a, you know, a biscuit. Right. It was a proper to- gift for everybody. Yeah. And, um, but I just remember those, I remember always even. It wasn't like a vibrator and a whoopee cushion. Which is what Gwen's gifts would be. Uh-huh. Um, but I. Excuse me. You'd keep that for yourself. Um, But I remember even as a young adult, up until they stopped doing them, being excited, wanting to be in town and to go to their Christmas party. Now, my version of that is going around to the cousins, the Grints, on Boxing Day Mm -hmm. and getting absolutely battered in a pub. That was my version of that. You did with Charlton Heston. Listen, Listen, Chippy. You should you should wipe that chip right off your northern shoulder and just relax. 
I'm here. I'm here to give you the cheer. But anyway, but I think there was between my my dysfunctional childhood and the joy of going to the Hestons. Which was your fault, Greg. Your, yeah. your fault. Okay. Was that the love of Christmas, you know, it was something very special. And now I feel like in some in some different amalgamation, we're kind of like the Hestons and people come to our house and people, Am I like Charlton Heston? You're kind of like Charlton Heston. We should Heston. start I'm calling fucking you Moses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're fucking Moses. Mm-hmm. 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 No one is shagging Moses when you could be loving angels instead. <laughs> oh dear, what a picture. And there goes the language again. But music, music brings everyone together. And we all have our individual tastes. Uh, personally, I could take a break from the Christmas tunes, but that's just me. Gwen, what's, what's, what's your favorite well, music to get you in the mood for Well, Christmas? actually, honestly, uh, when I was a child, we used to listen to Nelson Riddle, and Winter Wonderland was kind of the big thing for me. Wonderland. That, so that was your yeah, big go-to Christmas my big go -to. song. And Little Drummer Boy with Bing Crosby. Well, that was mine as a kid, because you would play that in the house, and it was like, it's here, Christmas. Which was version, though? The one with David Bowie or the... Or Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing, Pro Bing Crosby. Because Bing did the version of that with David Bowie. Still gets me that song. Every Christmas, it makes me so happy to hear I that I wanted song. to do a version of that because in the video, uh, David Bowie turns up at, uh, at Bing's house. And, oh, you, Sir Percival's guest. Can I come and play your piano? And it's a really lovely moment. Oh, cool. And I wanted to recreate that moment with Ricky Gervais. But I didn't ask him because I didn't dare. Maybe another time. You should time. have asked. What's the song that well, for embodies me it's, Christmas music? It's it's Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. I mean, not to be stepping on Gwen's Christmas feet, but Little Drummer Boy, I think because she loved the song, just every time I just remember it as a kid, that one being the one that kind well, your of grandmother loved it too. filled me with instant Christmas joy. Um, and I always like, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Probably because Gwen's a bit shady and it just was a bit real. I just get this bad rap all the time. <laughs> Such See, a bad rap. Right, there's many different Christmas. Mrs. Mrs. Claus was over-sexualized in my house. So. There's many different Christmas songs. Yeah, what's yours? Many different years that fit many different modes. Um, at the moment, a song that I feel as though I should be sick of Mm -hmm. But I've got such a soft spot for it and love it when it appears on the radio. In fact, I'm not one of these people that think that the Christmas songs come too early. I think they come too late. Oh, I agree. I want more. I want more longer. But like when I hear Mariah Carey and All I Want for Christmas is You, oh, yeah. that I've re makes me feel really, really good. And um, uh, But I have to say my favorite Christmas song of all time, hands down, without shadow of a doubt, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Oh, great, great song. Because it's such an interesting song because it's so miserable but mm -hmm. uplifting at the same time. Yeah. And so clever and full of hope but yet full of misery too. Which, you know, touches Which suits on me down at the ground because I'm from the north. From no for north of the wall. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Uh, Robbie, dear child, I'm from the North as well, you know, and I'm anything but miserable. Now, the Williams family, like many, upholds a number of traditions. No more so than the gentle bickering about festive celebrations. A bugbear about Christmas in L.A. A bugbear? Only one, really. A, what does a bugbear mean? A thing, a snag, a not a good thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that expression. You're not allowed to say Happy Christmas. What do you mean? I've noticed that people say... Happy holidays. I think it's in schools you just have to say because you have to be mindful of other religions. But with Christmas and holiday season, it's, no, it's Christmas. That's what it is. It's Christmas. Happy Christmas. I always make although, a point of saying, no, happy Christmas. Although this year, I believe Hanukkah and Christmas are kind of overlapping. Happy Hanukkah-mas. Well, they say Christmas-cus. 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 So there is a song on the album called Happy Birthday, Jesus Which Christ. Which I love and makes me laugh. And I, I just think it's epically amazing. Thank you. Uh, and one of the lyrics on it is, uh, Heal the lame, forgave the foolish. On your first birthday, you were Jewish. Happy birthday, Jesus Christ. I love the fact that my children are Jewish. It's cool, right? Yeah. And also, your dad was Muslim. That's right. May rest in peace. Yeah, and they got married. My Jewish mother married my Muslim father on St. Patrick's Day. So I feel like... And then you ha have in turn married a Catholic. Exactly. An Irish Catholic. We, one of the children has got to be the Antichrist. Probably. Oh. Probably. As a family, we are the embodiment of the coexist movement. Why can't we all get along? And we do. And we do. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So why do you feel the need to have, I love it, by the way, totally into it. It's not a judgment. But why do you feel the need to have such big Christmases? That's a really good question. I don't know. It just fills me with so much joy to bring joy. And I see all the little details I do for other people and it makes them so happy. And I like including, you know, and the thing is, as, as we've, gotten older and older, we just seem to have more and more people that we adopt for Christmas. So then our Christmases get bigger. Instead of five people, it you know becomes 10. And I think one year it was like 40 people. And I think this year it's going to be quite a bit. And so in order to accommodate all those people, it just gets bigger. And then now that there have been kids, you do things for kids and there's an extra push to... Can I bring up something for our American listener? <laughs> for the one American listener. For the one American listener. Yeah. And something that I'd like to change. Okay. And people in England are not aware of the tradition of Thanksgiving. They know it exists. They've seen it in films. Right. But it's very important in American culture yeah. and has become important in my culture now yeah. because I really, really enjoy it. But um, Thanksgiving is basically the starting pistol going <laughs> off to... For gaining weight. For gaining weight. Yeah, it is. What, it's an American tradition of that's when you start to get fat. What's the... Um, what's, you give thanks for being thin for the very last day of the year and you get fat. Baby, what's the date for Thanksgiving? It's always the third fourth. Thursday, fourth. fourth Thursday of November. So it changes. Okay. Here's my gripe. 
My one gripe, gripe about Thanksgiving, water. right? Okay. So we have all this food cooked, mm -hmm. lots of people around. Uh -huh. We go and it's a buffet style. Mm -hmm. Go and pick your food, mm -hmm. sit at the table. Mm -hmm. And how many people can be there on the Thanksgiving at our house? 25, 26. Okay. Then yeah. with the food there, warm, we you make everybody go around the table to give thanks for something. Yeah. How long does it take? Five minutes. No, baby, it doesn't. So by the time it, it comes round to me for Thanksgiving, because I'm only at the head of the table, mm -hmm. of course, I've earned it, um, <laughs> the food's cold. <laughs> food's cold. It's like bone dry and cold. Can we, can we yeah. give thanks before we go get the food? Yes. I think it's a good idea. I think Touch. it's a good improvement. Fist okay, it. right. I cool. like I like I like progress. It took forward. a northerner to point that out. I'm really, really looking forward to this Christmas. I, we we always turn to each other on Boxing Day and we say that was the best Christmas yeah. ever. Yeah. Every year without fail. And that yeah. feels amazing. This Christmas, I've got a Christmas album out. Uh, that I'm really, really proud of. An album that normally I've I've noticed last three albums, I produced the album. It's finished, and then we go, what's going to be the single? And then we go, we haven't got one. Right, yeah, I know. With this one, there's like six or seven I that mean, could I be... I mean, I was fighting. There were, there were several that were... Fighting for Rudolph. I was there, fighting There for could Rudolph. be like six or seven that could be singles. I've yeah. never had that before in my career, yeah. which means that I must have made my best mm -hmm. work. So I've And got... I'd like to say, because I'm such a Christmas snob and Christmas obsessed, I really really stand by your Christmas music because it's the best I've heard a new Christmas album be. Thank you very much. And I and I so what expose I'm about to myself say, to all of it. Okay, so I think, I, I don't want to jinx myself, but something feels good in my water right now. In your mold wine? Yeah, my mold wine. And here's the thing about the Christmas album, the same way as the swing album. When I was making the swing albums, I just thought about Christmas Day and Christmas lunch and that being the soundtrack to our Christmas. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but when I did Swings Both Ways. One of my favorite albums. We also. played uh, that album over Christmas lunch. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Carr was there. And he went, fucking hell, Rob. Why don't I just put on one of my DVDs in the background? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, Real. ow. Um, yeah. <laughs> that I, I see your points. I get it. But what you don't know is I've been dreaming about this moment yeah. for the last two years. But I think this, no one's going to hold it against you to play the Christmas album on Christmas because that's the whole point, My right? My fucking ass will do what I want. That's fucking right. I am so excited because as a Christmas lover, not just your wife, this is such a great album. It has nothing to do with me knowing you because I can separate my undying love for you from my pure critical standpoint. Oh, yeah, you tell me when it's crap. I do tell you when it's crap. I'm 100% honest with you when I do Even when like it's about you. Even <laughs> when it's about me, I will tell heartbreaking. you. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Still tell you. Yeah. Um, this is, it's just, it's the perfect Christmas album. It hits all the highs. It's got humor. It's got emotion. It's got, it's got, you know, more somber moments and light moments and. Christmas nostalgia. Here's a thing too. I stopped believing in Santa Claus probably about 10 or 11, but Santa's real. Santa's totally real. Santa is totally real. But that's, I think, the amazing thing is, as a parent and as a partner, you get to transform Santa into something else. And you do realize, just like what you said, is Santa really is real. It may not be a man in a sack with a hat, and maybe you're that guy, and you're filling the stockings. But it's about this 
this unity and this joy that is intangible that you that just palpitates that you bring into your home space that just emits between the people you love and creates these these memories that that really are magic and that those are the things I think when you're gray and old that you think about you know it's if I think about magic moments Christmas is what plays on a running loop in my mind it's you know so let me ask you a question yeah. in your household what did you leave for Santa the night before Christmas we would leave well because in my in my house Santa was an alcoholic <laughs> so we had we had red wine and oh, okay. brandy and oh, okay. we had more of an open bar for Santa. Yeah, that's what we, we left Did whiskey, have, yeah. whiskey carrots and a mince pie. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was more like treats, which I'm sure Mrs. Claus did not eat, and booze, which Mrs. Claus did drink. Can you remember what time <laughs> Ida used to get up on Christmas Day morning? Well, in the early, when she was really young, she'd get up like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Wow. Really do you know what we should do Christmas Eve? What? Keep them up for as long as possible. The problem with that is you think that works, it doesn't. They still get up early and then they're just ratty because they got no sleep. Well, let's not tell them it's Christmas Eve so they don't get excited. <laughs> How are they going to know? Well, Robbie, they're going to find out at some point, you little scamp. Ho, 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 The presence in the stockings might come as a bit of a shock. So, we've introduced Gwen. Uh, we've brought people into our household. We've had a bit of banter. I've enjoyed this, by the I've way. I've loved it very much. We've said forever that we should be doing a podcast. I know. I just like talking with you. Yeah, I love I love talking with you too. I love do, genuinely love doing anything with you, baby. Me too, Boozy. Yeah. Uh, so we've just made people sick at home, but it's true. It is true. It's the kind of life that we have and we're yeah. blessed. I'm very grateful for you, Boo. And I'm grateful for our Christmases and our memories. I'm very grateful for Nana Gwen. I'm very Aww. grateful for you, Nana Gwen. Aww. I'm very grateful for you, my beautiful wife. I'm very grateful and for I'm you. And I'm very grateful for the memories that you create at Christmas. Aww. This is the end of podcast one. What do you think we should do for podcast two? Well, I think something you need to get on is maybe you should consider doing some Christmas shopping with your dad because you always leave it to the last minute, and then you panicked, and I think you need to take a stab at it because it's slowly... You know that Secret Santa where they have to be cheap presents? Yeah. Can I do that? You can do the Secret Santa stuff. Terry's chocolate orange for everyone. Okay, you do Secret Santa, but get on it with your dad, seriously, because you're going to fall behind. and then you're Dad's gonna... good at Secret Santa, I think. Well, isn't that lovely? What a kind and generous family. A privilege to listen in as they prepare for the festivities to come. Children of Christmas, that marks the end for this week. And wasn't it joyous? Subscribe now and join us next week when At Home with the Williamses returns for more Christmas fun. Uh, coming up next time, Robbie gets to grips with festive food. We uh, do uh, enjoy quite a plant-based lifestyle over here. Here's a question. Yeah. Bread sauce. What is it? And along with his father, Papa Pete, stumble across a revolutionary idea for Christmas dinner. Imagine right. a Yorkshire pudding mm -hmm. as big as your big hand. Then you stick in it. Yeah. A festive Butter. pie. Butter. A festive pie. What's a festive ah, pie? I taught you through it. I... Imagine encased in its own phyllo kingdom. You're putting a fried pie, pie. inside. inside. Pie's not fried. Not fried. The fry, the pies, pastry, pastry like a uh, pork pie. Yes, but it's not. But it's not because it's flaky. Oh, buckle up, my friends, and bring snacks. 
This show was produced with Fourth Floor Creative and Sony Music.